405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. We mentioned, you know, I look at the other people. There's so many here that have won the Lifetime Achievement Award, and the ones that stick out to me, Bill Snyder, Hayden Fry, Barry Switzer, you know, um, anyway, really special. They do a great job down here. I've been lucky enough to actually win the Coach of the Year Award for the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award back in 2000, and they really do it right. Great, great people down here, so... um I'm looking forward to it and uh, appreciate guys like you, Teddy. I'm going to see Dusty's going to be the MC. Appreciate all my players that have, you know, that have played for me, that have helped me, you know, to be in a position like this as well as family, you know, uh, assistant coaches, support staff. You don't do it alone. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome honor tonight for Bob Stoops. And I wanted to play that to just kind of recognize that he's going to be awarded the Paul Bear Bryant Lifetime Achievement Award in Houston. He got there yesterday. I think they wined and dined him last night. And the uh, the ceremony is later this evening in Houston. Coach Stoops going to add another really cool honor to the wall. Paul Bear Bryant Lifetime Achievement Award. Well-deserved. It's cool. And I love hearing him bring up some coaches that he really cares about. You know, Hayden Fry, um, his old coach at Iowa, Bill Snyder, who he coached with at Kansas State, and, of course, Barry Switzer, who he watched at Oklahoma back in the day and, of course, uh, had a personal relationship with Coach Switzer here at OU. Pretty cool that he feels honored to be in the uh, the same group as those guys. I mean, he's, he is in the same group as those guys, with or without this award, but having the same award that those three guys have and hearing him talk about it, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he just keeps on racking up these uh, awards. And, you know, it's cool because he's in a position now where he it's going as planned, it would seem right, Tyler, because when he retired, he talked about, look, you know, I don't want to do this thing, you know, the rest of my life. I want to retire and be able to enjoy retirement. Well, this is what that looks like. That's part of the value in retiring young for for a coach at least of his success his level is that he gets to enjoy these types of things uh with his family in good health everything like that so uh big congrats to bob things are working out his plan couldn't be happier for him uh by the way breaking news in recruiting wow four-star quarterback signee at florida Jaden rashada has asked the Gators to be released from his NLI uh, with Florida. He wants out, and he plans on reopening his recruitment. <laughs> great news for Colorado. Uh, potentially great news for Cal and maybe some other schools that we're not talking about. Terrible, terrible news for the University of Florida. Yikes. Yeah, and it's and it seems to be, based on people I've talked to, and, and I've been getting texts literally on the break, it's – the it's and it's you know it's nil it's you know checks aren't being paid and um agreements uh arrangements aren't going through and you know florida i think is inching closer and closer to letting him out of that nli because they look terrible if they don't right i mean you can't be like hey i'd like to leave you know this you know teenager i'd like to go to a different school 
and uh, and they say no. How how does that look for future recruits? I'm not sure which is a worse look, really, but. Hey, DJ Lagway better reclassify. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and we teased the December signing period as, hey, you know, this this is probably going to be a signing day unlike anything that we've ever seen before with the drama that's going to be happening. And, and there were certainly some some crazy things that happened on signing day, but I think the story now, Travis, is, you know, previous years, the drama, there was drama going into signing day, but after signing day was over, that's kind of where the drama stopped, right? Well, we're seeing it with this cycle, man. Whether it's Peyton Bowen, whether it's Jaden Rashada, whether it's Cormani McLean. I mean, we're talking about two five-star prospects, and here's Rashada, a four-star quarterback signee. The drama doesn't just stop with signing day now. The drama extends through signing day and may go two, three, or even a month or two after that. I mean, it's just it's a different time with recruiting with all this NIL stuff, man. Yeah, and and you know it was first comes first, or uh, you know first come first serve with Levy when it came to Arnold and Rashada, right? So it's like, I mean, we could have Tyler. Can you imagine what it would have been like to, especially for like Parker and Brandon and others, obviously, to cover Peyton Bowen and Jaden Rashada's recruitment at the same time? Uh, no, I, I I don't wish that on anyone. I I I do not wish that on anyone. I I don't know how. I don't know how you do that, man. This is just um, this is just wild. And I, I if this kid's trying to get more money, okay. I just I just hate it because, like, just imagine all of the time and the resources that Florida spent on recruiting this one kid. Like Florida's trying to find their next big time quarterback after Anthony Richardson, right? Like this completely changes the outlook of their recruiting class now that he's asked out of his letter of intent. Jeez. It's nuts, and, dude. And, and the and the problem is, like, this was supposed to be Florida's win, right? Like, Florida had lost like every major battle to Miami because they kept on getting in all the same battles to Miami, and Ruiz was just laughing at them. They get Rashada, they finally flip Rashada, and they're like, "Boom! This is our finally. This is our flag in the you know you know we're planting our flag, saying." We're here. We're playing the NIL game. We can go toe to toe with Ruiz and Miami and Big Bad Miami. And now you don't. He, now he asks to leave. I mean, just from a momentum standpoint and an optic standpoint, my goodness. I mean, it's a. This is about as bad as it could be for Florida Gator fans. Yeah, the drama with this one moving forward. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch. And isn't it nice, Travis? to just kind of sit on the sidelines and have some popcorn and just watch this recruitment as it happens. It's so, like, the, the Peyton Bowen thing, God, it took five years off of my life. I think it took five years off everyone's life. It ended up being great in the end, but going through it was, oh, man, it was a whirlwind. Watching watching this one from afar is uh, is quite fascinating. And if he goes to Colorado, I think it even gets more interesting. Yeah, and and – and I don't know how – I mean, I know that there, when you say tampering rules, I know I'm putting rules in quotes because I guess there are no really rules. But, I mean, can you recruit a guy that signed his NLI or is it – does he have to be enrolled? Does he have to be on the ro- – like, I don't even know how that works. But obviously, you know, dion has been recruiting him or, you know, they've been back-channeling sure. to him, right? So it's just interesting. I mean – that would be a big change, uh, big change for, for Colorado. That would be good on them. But 
Interesting point, by the way, on the text line regarding Florida. This just says Spencer Sanders to Florida. Well, Florida's in the market now for a quarterback. Um, They're probably going to be in the market now for a transfer portal quarterback. Spencer Sanders is out there. There's some smoke that... You know, Auburn could be a destination for him, but maybe he finds Florida more attractive. Um, yeah, if I'm if I'm Billy Napier, I'm, I'm I might be exploring that one or any other quarterback in the portal you think might be a pretty good player. Well, they already got uh, they already got their one uh, portal Graham quarterback. Burks, that's right? yeah, that's supposed to be there. Yeah, I mean, because the idea was not that Rashada was going to start this year. So basically, what this might do to the timeline, Tyler. It might be a situation where Lagway just, hey, maybe Graham holds on. They go get somebody at some point next year in the portal to try and maybe be a one-year rental while Lagway gets ready. But I don't necessarily think they are going to, if they do, in fact, lose Rashada, I don't think, I think they might just punt and say, hey, look, yeah. um, you know, while Rashada's very talented, you know, we'll we'll try and make it work with Graham Mertz, and then we'll figure it out next year. Because who's out? I mean, outside of Sanders, who's out there? Um. Well, now that Michael Pratt said, nah, going back to Tulane, and Grayson McCall said, nah, going back to Coastal Carolina, which first of all are massive wins. I mean, oh, absolutely massive. And Drake May yeah. going back to North. Carolina. I mean, because when you talk about, especially last year, Caleb Williams being the big piece, really big piece that moves. You think, uh-oh, NIL, here we go. This is really the year where these top quarterbacks are just going to go to Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, blah, 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 and it doesn't happen. No, um, I, I would guess Spencer Sanders is probably your uh, best quarterback that's currently uh, in the portal now. Just just wild. Don't feel yeah. bad for Florida. Do not feel bad for Florida uh, <laughs> whatsoever. I'll say that. Uh, some people asking, is there a chance that Evers – if he was ever interested in Florida, uh, would go back to uh, Florida now. I don't know. They, it looks like they uh, left yesterday to make the drive to Wisconsin. Does he love Florida so much? They probably got to Wisconsin today, Travis, he and his dad. I wonder if they just say, yeah, all right, uh, that was nice. Uh, son, hop back in. We're going uh, to drive back down to Florida here and uh, get you enrolled with the Gators. Well, I, didn't they, didn't – Wisconsin just bring on another quarterback? Yes, they've got like four portal quarterbacks. I, well, actually, I think it's three, and then uh, McCade Matower's brother uh, signed yeah. up there. Wow. Hey, you know, you need depth, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 nuts. Uh, we, we knew NIL was going to be crazy. Did we think it was going to be this crazy? Maybe some of us did, but, man, it's just a, it's a new era in the sport for sure. Here's a, uh, here's a headline I read earlier today. Tell me what your initial reaction to it is. It's from The Athletic. Coach Kirby Smarts proving Georgia is the best job in college football. How does that hit you? Read that again? Coach, I think I heard that correctly. Coach Kirby Smart proving Georgia is the best job in college football. Uh... I uh, I mean I don't think uh, I I think an ar- all right I think an argument can be made that they are one of the top program or one of the top jobs I think an argument can be made Tyler but I don't think so I don't think the headline holds up to he's proving it like he's proving that it's the top job I disagree with that I think I think it, it would I would agree with something that said. Kirby Smart is proving that Georgia is one of the top jobs. 
But or, or is I, the top program right now? I think you can be the top program or the best program, but not be yeah. the best job, right? And look, I. I, I think that we've seen this before. Like, Clemson was always labeled as a sleeping giant. Clemson had it going, and there was, well, is Clemson the best job now in college football? I mean, you're in the Southeast, and you don't have to play in the SEC every year. Bama has been thought of for a while now of, well, it's the best job. You are in the SEC. You've got all the facilities, and you're dominating that league. I, I think Georgia is a really good job. Georgia is probably a top-five job. In fact... You know, Travis, if you were to come up with the top five jobs, not historically, but right now in college football, the SEC might have four, if not all five, of the top five just because of where the players are at now, the dynamic of the different power conferences and all that. I, I, I don't know. I, Georgia's a very good job. You're, you're in a great state. Georgia Tech is there, which they're not doing a whole lot of things. You can dip down in, in, everywhere in the southeast. Top five, I don't think it's the number one overall job. Um, I, I, it's still probably Alabama to be honest, but it's maybe yeah. maybe it's closer than I realize. Yeah, but it to to my point, it's it's not proven to be the top job now that Kirby Smart's won back to back. Like it's maybe maybe just say Kirby Smart's done a hell of a job. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not the job; it's the actual guy doing the job, right? Like maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not just do we do this? You know, every time somebody wins a title, we say that's the best job. Well, why is it the best job? I don't know. The guy that currently has it does a really good job. Well, okay. Well. To answer your question, yes. Like, it, if Florida it, ever gets really good again, it'll be, oh, my gosh, Florida's always been the best job in college football. And, I, like, when Florida has it going, man, I like, Florida, to me, might be the best job in college football. The state that they're in and how easily you can recruit to it, the conference they're in, all that. I just – I hesitate to say Georgia's the best job – just because they've just won the past two national championships. At no other time in the history of the sport, I don't think have we ever said Georgia's the best job in the country. I guess TCU's the second best job in the country. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone <laughs> Good might for Sonny Dykes, yeah. man. It's but, only- I mean, run through, run through a quick five. What do you think are the top five jobs? Just, I'm not going to make you put them in order. Yeah. Just- uh, Bama, I think Georgia, I think Florida is. I'll still put Ohio State in the top five. And then maybe throw in like, um, I think Oklahoma could be in this fifth spot. I think LSU could be in this fifth spot. I think Tennessee could potentially be in the fifth spot. Like, there's a solid top four. And like I said, I think the SEC probably has four of the top five best jobs. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I think you go, I I agree. Ohio State is pretty much probably as as far north as I'm getting, I guess, as far north as anybody could get with this. But um, Ohio State, Alabama, I'd probably throw Texas in there, Tyler, just because the amount of money they've got and, and the recruiting hotbed and the the Texas pride that so many of the players have for, you know, playing for their home state, you know, this, that, and the other. But um, the Florida job is interesting to me because I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it? Their I mean, facilities are not on par with the Bama, the Georgias, um, you know, the, the the programs with the best facilities in the SEC. But, man, I mean, they are smack dab right in the middle of the state of Florida. I mean, they're just man. in a really good spot. And I think we've seen with Florida, I think we've seen with um, all the Florida schools, really, when they got it going on, they're the best program in the country, you know? Yeah. And and, and maybe this is good uh, for the text line. Uh, 
throw us your top five jobs, not job, not top five coaches or top five teams or anything like that, like specific jobs, and and give us a couple reasons why, and then we'll we'll get to some a little later. But yeah, that that headline's interesting because I don't think it, I don't think Kirby proved anything about Georgia being the top job. Uh, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Miami, and Texas. If you eliminate varying factors, says one texter. You know, Miami, it's just, I mean, if, if you want to pick on Florida for their facilities or lack thereof compared to the power programs, Florida's in a lot better spot than Miami is. Though Miami, I guess they're about to build an NIL suite. Um, they have that, they have that yeah, coming that up. Yeah, you know? seven-story, yeah, jeez. Yeah, Ruiz is uh, throwing all kinds of money at that. Good for him. Hey, make your money and spend it how you like. Mike and Weatherford says, recency bias always rules on that. You point out Florida proved it. Imagine if Miami was any good and won two titles back-to-back. Miami Beach and that weather, that would be the best job on earth. Yeah, if Miami ever gets, like, legit facilities and if they ever find a way to have any sort of a great fan base, Miami would be a problem. But it's hard to just uh, all of a sudden um, adopt or grow a massive fan base like these other teams you're recruiting against. Right, right. It's it's you know it really comes down to what do you think goes into a good job, donor support, um, you know, athletic department success uh, alignment as Brent Venables has called it at the past, uh, location, you know, recruiting grounds, pay. So there's a lot to go into it, no doubt about it. Hawaii weather and low expectations. This one the nine one eight. Rick, that's perfect. I love that. One hundred percent. That's awesome. All right, 405-651-3439. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to uh, a lot of your responses coming up next. But uh, the topic at hand was the athletic. They had a headline, Coach Kirby Smart proving Georgia is the best job in college football. Is it? Are they right? And if not, who is in the top five? We'll talk about that more. Coming up next, keep it locked right here on The Ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Someone asking like, hey, when's the next uh, Diamond Envy podcast going to be released? Well, how about on Friday? Friday afternoon. I'll probably get that new uh, OU softball podcast up before the show starts, but going to start previewing the season. And once we preview the OU softball season, Travis, well... Um, it's hard for your expectations to not be another national championship right. with what they have coming back and with what they have uh, coming in via recruiting and in the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, the rich get richer, right? I mean, it was. it's funny because multiple times I saw in the timeline during the national championship game when Georgia was running roughshod over TCU, multiple people said, is this what it – like?" Is this what other people feel like when they play OU softball? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because yeah. back-to-back, you know, back-to-back national yeah. champions, uh, lose very few games, I think four, then three games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's, yeah, and it looks like, yeah, you lose, you know, Jocelyn Allo, and obviously a big hit to the team, but, you know, Tiari Jennings uh, was number one in the country, according to D1 Softball. And, yeah, OU is loaded again. Lose the best player, have the best player coming back. Yeah, that's 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 nice. And, and by the way, like something that was two, it's two weeks old but annoyed me, I don't think OU fans are really complaining all that much with the crowd split at the Cheez-It Bowl. 
I think it was one of Florida State softball's assistant coaches like, well, yeah, now you know how we feel having to play in the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City every year. God, do we always have to deal with that crap narrative? If you wanted to invest in softball and have the Women's College World Series uh, elsewhere than Oklahoma City, well, you had about 30 years to invest in the sport. Maybe you should have done it back then. Oklahoma City invested in the sport. It is the best place. It's the best facility for that event to be held. If you take it away from Oklahoma City, it would be a disservice to all the student-athletes who play in it. So, shut up, stop. I'm tired of hearing about the whining about the home field advantage that OU has in OKC. They invested right. there, in it. There are lots of places to play football games. Lots. Like, there's there's nowhere in the country to play softball in a place like that. And that's why USA Softball is there. Like, I know. It's, it's very simple. I, it just it just gets under my skin a little bit, and I'm gonna have to relive it once again next this, this upcoming season once the Women's College World Series gets underway. Whatever, uh, Doug and Norman on our conversations of best jobs, and if the athletic is right that Kirby Smart just proved Georgia is the best job in college football in the country. Miami and USC have the same issues. They are landlocked campuses in lower socioeconomic neighborhoods. They have no chance to expand and create better facilities, but they both would be considered top 20 jobs. I think that's a good uh, – yeah, I think that's a very fair way of putting it. I, know, I completely I, agree, and I would go higher than top 20. Yeah, I, I, I think the, uh, the Coliseum uh, had renovations like three, four years ago, but Doug's right. Like, there's, only, there's only a certain amount of things that you can do around the stadium there. Right, but I think I think it's safe to say LA's got like the fourth largest media market in the world. Um, you know, Miami is they've got the money behind them, everything. I mean, again, a lot of this comes down to you know, when we're talking about it, but I think I think some of your points right were the talent is moving to the southeast. If yeah. it's not there now, it's just that's just where it's happening when you look at the five stars since 2000. Um, it's been really incredible. I mean, Florida is outpacing everybody. And, you know, a, a lot of people, once you think about it, would agree with that. But usually you would just go by population. Uh, but, yeah, and, and you're seeing that it's kind of tough to get Cali people to stay in Cali, to be honest. Well, and they're not producing the down defensive linemen that you no, need. No, they you really know? aren't. Um, like, you can go get a quarterback in California. You can go get a wide receiver or a running back or, you know, maybe even a corner and safety, but those big-time backers, SC had to go to Louisiana to find one. Um, those big-time defensive linemen, they're going to have to go out of their own time zone to find those guys. Like, California is still a power state in recruiting, but it does not have every single position that you need like the state of Florida does. Florida has everything, man. Florida, yeah. you, you can get your D-lineman there. You can get O-lineman there. You can find a quarterback there. Like you, can, you don't have to leave the state of Florida to get an elite class and cover all the positions on the board. That's, right. not, you the, can go, that's not the case in the West Coast anymore. Yeah, out West is finesse, right? It's glitz, glam. It's the, the quote-unquote diva positions, right? The quarterbacks, the wide receivers, everything like that. Some running backs. Basketball players. You get a lot of good basketball players in California, Tyler. Um, but when you go to Florida, you think speed, right? Speed is what they teach in Florida. It's something in the water. And then you go all throughout the southeast and you think power, right? So when you start putting those things together, you can go out and get 
a quarterback from California or from Hawaii or from wherever, right? We've seen it done over and over. So, yeah, California, when Lincoln said, you know, I can I can build a better roster out here, well, Oklahoma sure built a pretty good recruiting class, uh, much better than Lincoln Riley's. And, yes, they picked up, uh, you know, obviously the Texas A&M uh, defensive end, but, you know, again, it he was part of that 2022 class that got bought. I wonder how USC got him. And even Parker said earlier in the recruitment, he said, look, we're not in that. That guy is going – it's going to be a very NIL heavy recruitment. So – but, yeah, I, I completely agree with Doug and Norman, and it's a good point. The – their – Areas of their campus really, really are tough on them in recruiting. You you can't be close to campus, right? You have to be in town. You got to get a condo in town if you're one of the top end guys, like a Caleb Williams or something like that. So, uh, but I would still put them both. Probably, I'd probably put Miami top fifteen. I put USC top ten. Yeah, uh, I like this text from the nine one eight. Interesting way to look at the top five jobs. If the jobs open, do you want it? One Georgia. Kirby has set up the program, but hasn't reached the decade-long success to make the fan base jaded. Two, Ohio State, stranglehold uh, stranglehold on recruiting north of the Mason-Dixon line. Three, Bama, best job, but boy, don't want to take over for Saban. Four, Oklahoma, chance to achieve, uh, achieve icon status like the three Bs, one with only one national championship. Five, Michigan, if you're a Michigan man and succeed, they'll take care of you. Like that's 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 pretty well said there. Um, like top five jobs. Like, do you want it right now? Do you want to follow Nick Saban? My my question, like in the whole top jobs discussion, would be this: because forever, Travis, when we talked about you know this right, the the best jobs conversation. All right, proximity to recruiting, facilities, money. You know, you know all of the different factors that we've mentioned. Do we have to include NIL capabilities now when we talk about best jobs? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Look, it's a talent acquisition business. That is the name of the game. There's no secret that the national champion winners, not just for appearances, but winners are loaded with talent. And getting talent now has to do with NIL. There's no doubt about it. I've got to read this text from the 405, Tyler. It's great. Best job, question mark, Oklahoma State. Low expectations, can't get fired even if you try. Uh, Can talk about uh, chocolate-covered pretzels after a uh, loss to a rival. Yogurt. Talk about the benefits of yogurt. yogurt. Yogurt-covered pretzels. Yeah, whatever. Yogurt and pretzels. Dipping pretzels in yogurt, whatever he said. That's awesome. Uh, Oklahoma State's a pretty good job. I mean, the coach can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, you guys are on that one. Um, that's awesome. USC He's hooking up with his quarterback's mom. He what? What's going on? Mike Gundy. Oh, okay. He's I was like, wait, wait. I was like, wait. Mom. Is this a scandal that I don't know about? Duh. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it just nothing surprises me anymore with that guy. So I was inclined <laughs> to be like, whoa, 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 did this just yeah, break? What? Like, what's going on in the message boards here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy, that still that still looks like a mess. By the way, John Paul Richardson heading to uh, TCU, and then uh, you've got uh, another wide receiver. It could be OU, it could be Ole Miss, Bryson Green. It's uh, their situation's not looking any better up there. Yeah, and it's and it's really you know it's bad. Whenever Tyler, you're familiar with the uh, meme of the um, 
of the character that's like crying hysterically, but they've got a happy face mask on. Um, that's basically the entire Oklahoma State fan base when they saw the Alan Bowman announcement that he was their big portal get. Uh, they were talking like they were getting all kinds of different, and they get Alan Bowman and they think, okay, we're back now. He's way better than Spencer Sanders. What? Hmm. He's what? got more collapsed lungs. I think that's the only <laughs> thing that uh, he has over Spencer Sanders. Oh, man. Yeah, he's he is not better than Spencer Sanders. Don't let Oklahoma State fans lie to you. Uh, let's read a few more here. Logically, Texas should be a top-five job, but Texas continues to find a way to get in their own way. If they ever figure it out, watch out. Um, yeah, Texas logically has everything you need to be a top five job, but with their booster situation, I, I just think that that's so much of a roadblock. That's why I wouldn't put it in the top five. Well, and, and, and I know I said it earlier cause they do, they have the resources, they have immense, uh, talent pool around them. Uh, ev- everything's there for you, but, um, like people don't quit, you know, jobs necessarily they quit people right they quit their bosses when most people leave jobs they're leaving because of their boss for some reason so um with with that i do agree that the bosses at texas not cdc i I truly do think tail conti does a, a good job i would i would agree with that yeah i think he does a good job but man just having all those all those texas oil guys just telling you this that or the other who to play meddling with this that and the other like i just couldn't do it man it would like kirk herbstreet be- said it best years ago remember his rant he cesspool. went on about he used cesspool a few times which yeah and he said it's like having nine jerry joneses all <laughs> thinking that they know more about football than you and that they need uh, you to do this that and the other i am still one million percent convinced tyler and i think the way he played throughout the season should um hopefully back this up i do think i do think steve sarkeesian was ready to announce hudson card as the starter and boosters stopped him and made him go with quinn ewers because there were multiple times even the oklahoma state game where hudson card would have won that game if they went to him instead of quinn losing it and 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 i think he wanted to make that decision i think i think texas might win 10, 11 games this year if they start Hudson Card the entire time. Nine Jerry Joneses. That's a lot of restraining orders. It's pretty it's creepy. So much Johnny Walker blue. It's a pretty creepy thought if you ask <laughs> me. Oof. Uh, Oof. Shark says Slippery Rock, Penn, Western Michigan, North Dakota State, and East Mississippi Community College are your top five jobs. No particular order. Hey, North Dakota State's got a lot of national championships. Yeah, go, go Bison. What's funny is uh, my cousin w- went to NDSU, and when my mother was in town um, seeing them d- there in Fargo, uh, there was G-O-B-I-S-O-N over, like, their little downtown area. And uh, and my mom says, what's a Gobison? <laughs> well, it was uh, <laughs> Go Bison. So uh... I actually ran into some NDSU uh grads when i was in chicago they were all uh, down tailgating for the uh, vikings bears game they were very friendly oh how was how was that i've never seen a game at soldier field i've it was, uh, drove it past really it a cool. few times it looks like an awesome place it was really cool i, I really like the stadium um the you could tell it i mean the arguments of it needing to be updated i totally i totally get but at the same time i mean it's it's right i mean it's right on like michigan it's gorgeous 
really good history to it. The area around it's, uh, you know, pretty cool. And I, I really enjoyed it, uh, really enjoyed it. Their game day production team was fantastic. Uh, like the music they play in between decisions or after third downs, like everything was very clever. They they do a really good job. They have a really good product. Um, and, uh, you know, if they get a good football team again, it'll be all the better for it. Yeah. OU played a game there once in 1997. Got shut out by Northwestern, 24 to nothing to start Ooh. the season. Yeah. Ooh. Maybe got to make a return trip to Soldier Field to play those guys. I don't Let's know. Let's do it. I'd be down to go to Chicago and play at uh, Soldier Field. I don't know if I'm anyone going else back would in the, be. I'm just going to go back in the summer. I just love the city. Yeah, city is awesome. Wrigleyville, uh, Wrigley Field. I, I, I've been fortunate enough. I got to go to the old Yankee Stadium a few times. I've been to Fenway a few times, and I've been to Wrigley a few times. I would rank it um, Wrigley 1, Old Yankee Stadium 2, Fenway 3. R- Wrigley to me is just it's, – it's perfect. The bars around it, it's just yeah. – it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't like yeah. the Cubs, but Wrigley Field's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've it's been great. to Wrigley. I love it as well. 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off. 20. Yeah, my bad last segment. I didn't mean to bring up a uh, bad memory from some OU fans out there, like Russ in Atlanta. He said, yeah, I was at that horrible game in Chicago with Northwestern. After the game, AD Donnie Duncan was walking around the hotel lounge, smiling like we had just won. OU was so poorly prepared in all facets of the game that the Northwestern fans near me were laughing about how bad we were. Think about that, Travis. How long ago that sounds like, where Northwestern football fans were laughing at OU football fans for how poorly they looked. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a phrase that hasn't been typed in a long time. So we should commemorate that on the text line somehow. We might have saved that one. Hey, um, didn't get to talk to you Monday, Tuesday. I haven't talked to you in like two weeks on the show. I know, man. Uh, I'll start taking it personal. <laughs> quickly, though, thoughts on the uh, TCU-Georgia game Monday night. Well, uh, I do think TCU belonged there as they did win a playoff game to get there. Um, but... Yeah, Georgia's just really good, man. Uh, TCU went into a situation where everything had to go right. You know, we've seen a lot of those games, and Tyler, we've talked about a lot of those games where it feels like you need everything to go right. The special teams has to come up with, you know, a score, or defense has to come up with a score. you got to create some turnovers, this, that, and the other. But when you see Georgia receivers running just wide open down the field, Max Duggan overthrowing wide receivers for interceptions or underthrowing them negating touchdowns, like, you just you, you can't have that. But Georgia is very, very good. And it's funny, Tyler, because, you know, after the game, you got both sides of the argument, right? The, the biggest recruiting argument that exists is stars or heart or whatever you want to call it, right? Like three stars with, you know, that love the game or five-star divas, right? Well, Georgia has... I don't think in the last four years they've been lower than fourth. I think in the last five years, I don't think they've been lower than fourth in the recruiting rankings. They had 25 five-stars. Um, but but the argument for the people saying that stars don't matter went right to Stetson yeah, Bennett. Yeah, it looked bad. <laughs> they, but it went right to Stetson Bennett. True. Yeah, was said, he like a two-star coming out of high school? They said, well, Stetson Bennett can win a title, and he's a two-star. So if you get guys that just you know have a love for the game, you'll be fine. I'm yeah. like – 
What? That's cherry picking right That there. was the game? That was the game that you decided that stars don't matter? <laughs> yeah, look, I, no one was beating Georgia on Monday night. Can we all agree with that? Georgia played about as well as they could possibly play. I, I don't know if Georgia can play much better than what they played on Monday. Michigan, it would have been a closer game, maybe, but Georgia still wins that game by double digits. So TCU deserved to be there. That argument is... Uh, it's still annoying me two days after the fact, man. I don't, I don't know about you, but TCU deserved to be there. That they, they beat Michigan in the playoff game. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, they beat undefeated Big Ten champion Michigan in the playoff. Like, I, I get if it's if we're back in the BC era and BCS era, and like a computer put them there or something based on you know playing a, a Big Twelve schedule instead of an SEC or anything like that. Like, I get that, but they went in, and then. They they beat the undefeated Big Ten champion. So so you can't then say, well, this is why Alabama should have been in. Well, I'm sorry, Alabama. Win your games. Uh, text line says, what's the scuttlebutt at wide receiver? We need a guy that's produced. Um, normally, that's an easy question. What's the scuttlebutt? I guess it is here as well. The scuttlebutt is this. Tyron Broden was supposed to announce his intentions today. Six, seven wide receiver out of Bowling Green. Uh, about three hours ago, he said, yeah, never mind, I'm not going to announce today. So you can connect those dots however you want because it sounds like OU has slow-played him and maybe even backed off of him. Uh, Jer- you're, you're just The, the scuttlebutt is, is Jaron Bradley from Texas Tech going to be in the portal or not? This text just says, we need a guy that's produced. Well, there you go. Um, he's a big wide receiver, a wide receiver that's produced as soon as last year, like, I, I got to think that he's your number one priority at wide receiver. And if not him, uh, there's some smoke with Bryson Green to Ole Miss, but maybe OU can get back on that. I, I'd, I'd be watching Jaron Bradley to see if he enters the portal and keep an eye on Bryson Green, the former OSU wide receiver, is what I would say. Yeah, and I think, Tyler, as we said earlier, it's would we be happy with Tyrone Broden? Yeah, I'd say so. Six seven, good. I mean, good size is something we lack uh, a little bit of. Obviously, with guys like J.J. Hester and Nick Anderson and those guys, Jaden Gibson, like you have size in the room. You don't have six seven size in the room. But the fact that we are kind of pumping the brakes on him and saying, oh, actually, uh, you know, we might actually have a better option. That's all you need to know. I mean, really. So uh, the scuttlebutt is that help is on the way. Uh, that could come in various ways whether that's again like tyler said uh the osu uh route or the texas tech route or anything like that because keep in mind i mean we 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 got andrell anthony because that wide receiver one opened up and all of a sudden he thought oh man this could be an opportunity so he's got good size uh we still have jj hester and lb bunkley shelton uh who transferred in last year that i do think have an opportunity especially um, LV, JJ's got great sides, but the defensive backs that I've spoken with think that LV will actually start yeah. um, opposite of Jaleel Farouk. So uh, we've got talent in the room, but I, I don't want—we don't want to take up a scholarship for a guy that you know is just going to be another guy. Yeah, we've had a lot of texts today saying, what, what, "What's going on with these Xavier Worthy rumors from Texas? What's what, what's going on here?" Well, those rumors got started because the new wide receivers coach, I guess, followed him on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and he picked up a couple other OU follows. I just, I'll, I'll, I've said it twice already today. I'm sure I'll say it ten more times this week. 
I just I don't believe OU is going to go down that route. Um, Xavier Worthy, there's a rumor like every other week that he's going to transfer somewhere. I just maybe I'm wrong. I, I, maybe I'm proven to be wrong. I just I, I don't think OU is going to go down that road. That's just my opinion on the matter. And I think Jaron Brandley, you should be really excited about that if he does enter into the portal. I think he would eventually be one of the best wide receivers that's been in the portal this entire cycle. That's how good this kid is. Oh yeah, I mean we the 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 cuts still haven't healed from what he did to us uh, this year so I mean 6'5 he's a stud and you can always you know you can always tell Tyler I mean I'm I'm a I'm a message board guy you know I'm I'm more of a lurker I don't uh, I don't really um, send many messages on there or make many posts but what I like to do is I like to look on other people's message boards because it's a really good uh, barometer on hires or signings of the people who had them or lost out on them, how they feel about it, right? Yeah. So, so I, I, I took a little journey over to the Texas 247 board um, when, you know, we were talking about who was going to be our wide receivers coach, right? So uh, talking about Emmett Jones, Jeff Howe, who's on staff over there, says, I don't know how many times I've done this, but let me state for the record once again that Emmett Jones would be a slam dunk for Sark in Texas. Um, and then Mike Roach said the same, um, went on about how, um, you know, anytime there's an opening at wide receivers, I will push the name of Emmett Jones. Like, they wanted him badly. So don't let this be a, oh, it was it KU and Texas Tech. Like, how good can he be? Always look at who wants him. What are your options? Yeah. Hey, we got to hit a break. On the other side, there is a uh, new development with the Jaden Rashada story, which is mm-hmm. interesting. We'll <laughs> tell you about that coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. We know you have a lot riding on your shoulders. you got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay, and the last thing you wanted was a car wreck and an insurance claim. But at West Yalagosny, we can help. At your free consultation, we'll put a plan together just for you to get you right back on track. And if you've been injured, we'll help you with your property damage, your car, your bike, your truck, boat, whatever, absolutely free. So don't wait. Call or text your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealer bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas alongside Travis Davidson. Here's something interesting for you. For all of you out there going to be watching the NFL playoffs this weekend, two former Big 12 quarterbacks, both rookies, will be starting playoff games this weekend. Skylar Thompson will now be starting for the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills after two of was, uh, was ruled out. And Brock Purdy, just like he's been the starter for the Niners for the past few weeks, going to be starting for uh, San Francisco coming up this weekend. So against all odds, Skylar Thompson and Brock Purdy starting NFL games this weekend. And what I teased before the break, Travis, Jaden Rashada is denying, and his father is denying, that they've asked Florida for a release from his letter of intent. So, the plot thickens. Yeah, that he's filed, whatever that means. So, yeah, at this point, God, it's just just embarrassing. It's tough. Yeah, um, it is tough, but it is something that we will be on the sidelines watching very closely throughout the next few weeks. If you haven't asked for the release, then why haven't you enrolled at Florida? What's going on there, Jaden Rashada? What's up? I don't know. 
but it's the way of the world in college football recruiting these days, and we'll cover it right here on The Ref all offseason long. Final hour of The Rush coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref. 1400 AM.